is a great God. He is worthy of all praise. I say thank God for the dollar store. I want to ask you a couple quick questions before we have an opening verse. How many of you know for sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? That you're on your way to heaven? Now, how many of you have been baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Quite a few hands not up. Ephesians 5. Verse 18 says, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Good, it says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. I'm just going to give you a disclaimer right up front. Uh, as we talk about the infilling of the Holy Ghost, uh, when I first got saved, I, I got saved in a little Methodist church and uh, went to a church where they, uh, they spoke in tongues and uh, a guy told me, who was taking me there. Now listen, he said, I know they don't do this in your church. He said, but uh, don't let it give you the heebie-jeebies. He said, because it's, it's of God. So I went, and it happened, and I, it didn't feel awkward to me at all. I think he was a big help to me. You know, he kind of warned me ahead of time what, what would happen. He said, you're going to hear people do this. He said, someone might give a message in tongues. Another one might, you just might hear them praying at the altar in tongues. So that's what happens when you get filled with the Holy Ghost. It is important to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We are commanded of God to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Many of us are walking through stuff right now. We don't have to because we're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Church, the sign says new hope. It's supposed to be new hope. Full gospel, right? The full gospel. This is the full gospel. So there's not one person in this place. I ask you, quite a few hands went up if you're saved, and, and quite a few even went up if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. But I'm going to ask you something. I don't want your hand to raise, but I just want you to think about this. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, how often do you pray in tongues? Is it just here? Is it just for a show, just so other people can hear you? You pray at home. Now, I expect resistance. I, I've had resistance from this message even before it ever started. I, I, the, the enemy's not happy about this. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm not in this thing to make him happy. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if he's unhappy, I must be doing something right. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down, uh, I got a new King James that says arguments, the, the King James says imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, 
bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We, we have weapons. God has given us weapons. As a believer, we have weapons. I, did, I never even knew there was a war until I got saved. I didn't. I, did, I was oblivious. I thought, well, I, I didn't realize there was darkness and light. And then when I got saved, I started hearing all these crazy voices. If you hear voices and you're saved, that's normal. You need to know that. Not that I'm saying I'm normal, but I'm saying it happens to normal people. It does. That's, that's one of the normal things that happens is that when you get saved, the Spirit of God lives inside of you, you're going to start hearing some strange voices. I heard them before I was saved. Oh, I did. Lived raised on Eastman Street. I'd walk across the Hamline Bridge long before there's that ever fence up there. I know that I'm part of the reason that fence is up there now. We won't go there. But I would hear that voice even at eight, nine years old. I'd hear this voice as I'd walk across there and look 98 feet to the concrete. I'd hear the voice saying, jump. Jump. Well, the enemy's here to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Even young kids, he don't care. He don't care. But I'm telling you, when you get saved and you've been enlightened with a, the hope of the gospel, the, the second prayer a believer needs to pray is, God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me. Give me power. I need power. I, I remember when it happened to me. I, I told you I went back to my church and, and, I, and I shared with them. I, I told the, the lay leader there, I said, and this awesome thing happened to me the other night. You would not believe it. And he said, well, what was that? I said, well, I, I went to this uh, Pentecostal church, and, and they asked if anyone wanted to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, come up forward, and, and they would pray for me. I said, and it did. It, it happened. I went up front and prayed. I said, I started praying in tongues. The guy said, oh, that's of the devil. You know, I, I've told you before, my watering hole was a Sharon Cafe, that dive. I went in there, I, read, I was in that place for years and not once heard someone speak in tongues. Not once. And I want to tell you, if it's of the devil, they would be speaking in tongues in there. When I got saved, filled the Holy Ghost, God said, no, that's of the devil. And I asked the pastor about it, and he said, no, that's not of the devil. He said, that's God. He's filled you with the Spirit. He said, you keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Look, it's not anything to be afraid of. I know uh, Marsha was, uh, she's born and raised in West Virginia, and there was this one little church down there in Scrabble Creek where uh, they would do snake handling. Now, that scares me. That does. We never went there. But but uh, the Holy Ghost is not, uh, being filled with the Holy Ghost is not something to be feared. It's something to be sought after. It's to be sought after. I'm telling you, it will. It, it's like the difference between uh, when growing up, uh, there were six of us kids, and so Dad, he just he did everything he could to uh, make ends meet. So us, us guys, not the girls, but the guys would get out of there in summertime, and we'd hoe that garden. You had to spade it first, and then you had to hoe it. And because there was eight in the family, you know, Dad would he he just went overboard. I mean, the whole backyard was garden. And I want to tell you, if we would have just had a rototiller, I would have killed. I would have killed for a rototiller. Gr growing up, we, we, we would mow the grass with one of them real mowers. It spun around. They don't make any noise except with the wheels when you push them. No motor on it. Listen, that is the difference between walking without the, being filled with the Holy Ghost and being filled with the Holy Ghost. 
You'll do the same job, but it will make it so much easier when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Look at this. Turn, turn to Ephesians 6. Oh, it's sad. It's sad. There used to be a day when we'd say, turn to a scripture, and all you heard was pages turning. It's sad, America. It's sad where we've gone. We no longer depend upon the Word of God. Verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against... What's that next word? What's that say? Spiritual. Spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which, which you may will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then verse 18, still part of the armor, says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication. How? In the Spirit. We pray in the Spirit. That's part of the armor of God when we pray in the Spirit. Doesn't matter if you're in Uganda. You've got to be praying in the Holy Ghost. If you're in Zanesville, you pray in the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Holy Ghost. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, and I'm telling you, you got to pray in the Holy Ghost. You have to. If you're a believer, you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, and you do not pray in the Holy Ghost, shame on you. I hope God turns you over His knee and paddles your behind. It's a powerful thing to pray in the Holy Ghost. Romans 8 tells, that the, tells us that the... Put that up here. Romans 8, 26. Can you do that, Angie? I think it's 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now go to 27, the next verse. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints. How? Yeah, hello. Listen, we can pray what we want. That's how we pray when we pray in English. We pray in... We pray in our own English and say, God, I got this pill. I got I pill, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem with the church. We're taking too many pills and not the gospel pill. Listen, God, He makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When I pray in an unknown tongue, I have no idea what I'm praying. I'm say, would you just, would you just pray? I'm clueless. I'm clueless. All I know is that the Spirit of God has made intercession for me according to the will of God. I don't, it's like, uh, you know, if it, I, I've got a 22 and I got a scope on it, and I swear I, I got that thing zeroed in, I could pick a tail light off a 55 Chevy from 100 yards. I mean, it is zeroed in. Listen, that, when we just pray and we pray in English, it's take, like taking a shotgun. <laughs> oh, whatever. When we pray in the Holy Ghost, it's like that 22. It hits that bullseye. Wherever you put those crosshairs, we have no idea where the crosshairs are. All we're doing is praying. And the Spirit of God 
is make an intercession for us according to the will of God. I, I want to know why we don't pray in the Holy Ghost. I wonder if it's not because we just want our will. We want our will because we have a bill. God, He tells us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Will. Come here, buddy. How old are you? Ten. Just right. I want you to look at that thing. That basket right there. If I told you you could have all the $100 bills you could fit in that basket, what would be the first thing you'd do for it? Take all the stuff out. Thank you. You can sit down. We didn't even talk ahead of time. You understand? That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to take all the stuff out and fill us with the Spirit of God. But we, like that basket, we got so much junk and we're satisfied with just a little bit of God and God says, I want to fill you. I want to fill you with my Spirit of God, so, with my Spirit, so when I send you out, you can be effective where you work, you can be effective at home. Everywhere you go, the light of Christ can shine through you. All you got to do is be a willing vessel. Say, God, I, I, I want. I want to be filled. There's another reason I know this is so good because when I, I've been saved, filled with the Holy Ghost almost 29 years, and the enemy still fights me in this. Every time I pray in the Holy Ghost, the enemy goes, you, you can't really think that works, do you? I'm thinking, yes, this is good. If he will fight that this long, that's got to be good. It's got to be good. Turn to Acts 1. Part of the armors prayed in the Holy Ghost church, and the church said amen. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. like it when you're with me like that. like the encouragement. Be in my corner. Bless you. <laughs> yeah, I give up on popularity contest years ago. Verse 8. <clears throat> but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now listen, this word, I know you've heard Pastor Joe tell you what this word means. It's dunamis. In the Greek, it means force. That's what's written. It means force, miraculous power, ability, might, strength. And I was, I was trying to think of, of the, the movie. which Was it Star Trek where they said, may the force be with you? Star Wars. Darn near scriptural. May the force be with you. May the Holy Ghost be with you. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I'm going to tell you what, before we get out here tonight, we're going to have this altar open and we're going to have people come down here. You've not been filled with the Holy Ghost. Tonight's your night. This is May 1st. Write this, write this night down. It's going to be night. Somebody is going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not to be feared. It is not to be feared. It is a gift of God. I'm, I'm glad I got filled early in my walk. Oh, I am so glad. Matthew 3. Now look, if the enemy is going after an opponent and he's got the choice between a weak one or a strong one, who do you think he's going to go to? He's going to pick on the weak one. If you're out there and you've been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, the enemy may come at you, but I'm going to tell you he's going to have a hard time with you. Because the Word of God tells us that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the Word. And he's given us all authority over the authority of the devil. He gives us all power. What are we doing? 
What are we doing? We need filled with Holy Ghost. And when we get filled, we need to pray every day in the Holy Ghost. Thank you. It's true. Matthew 3, verse 11 says, John's talking. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost. He will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, Jesus has done it. Nothing to be feared. The same one who saved you will fill you with his spirit. Well, go, go to Acts 2. I expect it to be quiet. Uh, but I, I want to tell you what, it, something's got to change. Something has to change. We, we need the power of God to fall in every service. We need it. We need to pray that God anoints whoever's behind there with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This word has got to come with conviction that we start dealing with sin in our lives. We, we like to play with sin. Amen. Preach it. Okay. We do. The church loves to deal with sin. We just, we got one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And there's things that God wants to do in our lives. But I'm telling you, when we get filled with the Holy Ghost, it's almost like being born again, again. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're out there and you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, how in the world would you ever explain it to anyone? How could you explain it to someone? The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, He fills you. Oh my gosh. Verse 1, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled. Or people say, well, I, I, think, I, I think I've been filled. I've never prayed in the Holy Ghost, but I think I'm filled. Yeah, I've not been filled. Anywhere in the Word of God where it talks about someone being filled with the Holy Ghost, they spoke with other tongues. We were at uh, Dale Hollow, Tennessee, smallmouth fishing, and I, I had to go to church. I just had to on Sunday. And we went to, it was either a church of Christ or it was a little Baptist church. I can't remember which one it was. I went in and the preacher got up there talking and he started making fun of tongues. He said, he, he was just being real kind of coy about, you know, said, wow, th those people speaking tongues. He said, I got hard enough time speaking with just the one I've got. And everyone just laughed and chuckled. I went out the, I went out the door. I was not angry. I wasn't rude to him. I shook his hand and I said, well, I'm going to tell you what, my brother. You may not understand speaking in tongues of the Holy Ghost, but I'm going to tell you what, you better quit making fun of it because you are on dangerous ground. Dangerous ground. I don't know what blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is, and I don't want to find out, but I know one thing. It happened when they were attributing the works Jesus was doing to the devil. If you don't understand it, don't make fun of it. Been filled with the Holy Ghost, Almost as long as I've been saved, and I still don't understand. We need filled with the Holy Ghost. And there were, verse 5, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation 
under heaven. What a coincidence. Yeah, that they'd all be there at that time. What's the odds? And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues, what? The wonderful works of God. That's what was happening. I promise you when God fills you with His Spirit, baptize you with the Holy Ghost, you will be saying the wonderful works of God, whether or not you understand. It's cool. It's, a, it's an awesome thing to pray in the Holy Ghost. Word of God tells us, I think 1 Thessalonians 5, it's either 17 or 18, says pray without ceasing. Pray in the Holy Ghost without ceasing. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I'll turn to Jude. Look, we just need to put on the whole armor of God, not baggage. We just need the armor. Out of the mouth of a 10-year-old, I believe you got pretty good counsel on what we should do. Get rid of the junk. Get rid of the baggage. And people come up here, they come up for prayer. I'll just flat out ask them, have you been filled? Have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost? They say, no. I say, why not? And if you have, why aren't you praying in the Holy Ghost? Let's start with uh, 14. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way and of the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Man, you see a pattern there. Ungodly, let's see who he's talking about. These are grumblers, complainers, ungodly, ungodly, walking according to their own lust, and, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual person, persons who cause divisions not having the Spirit. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. You understand what it said before that? You will build up your faith if you pray in the Holy Ghost. Romans 10, 17 tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God, right? Faith also comes by praying in the Holy Ghost. You build up your faith. Well, I have no idea what I'm saying. Hello. That's why it builds up your most holy faith. It's a matter of trusting God. And I'll tell you who has the hardest time with this is God. Because it, it, if you're going to pray in the Holy Ghost, coolness dies immediately. It, 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 it's just not cool. It's really not. You mean, I'm going to pray and I have no idea what I'm praying? That's correct. That's correct. I remember being at that altar 
And there was a, uh, they bum rushed me. There was a crowd behind me. He said, you want to fill with the Holy Ghost? I said, yeah, I start praying. And I just start praying in an unknown tongue. I remember what those eight syllables were even to this day. They said, "That's just keep praying, brother. Just keep praying. You've got it. Just keep praying. And I did. But I'll tell you what, there wasn't nothing in my flesh that wanted anything to do with it. If, if, I, if I pray, I think I'm going to sound ridiculous. Or count on it. I'm just going to tell you how to time. Count on it. Count on it. You ever been filled with alcohol? I, I've done a whole lot more ridiculous things. Yeah. Yeah, anyone that's been there can say amen. That's why I said don't be drunk with wine. But be filled with the Holy Ghost. You remember everything you did. And it's good. I just think we're full of ourselves. It's like, I, I believe just like Will said, you got you got to take that junk out of there so that you can be filled with everything you can get. Well, we bring so, some excess baggage in the church. We leave home with it. We bring it here and expect God to move. And I'm telling you, church, it ain't about shouting loud. You can yell amen all, want to, all you want to. You can yell preach it all you want to. But until you and I let the Spirit of God deal with what's inside of us, it ain't happening. You and I have this ability to quench the Holy Ghost as we walk in those doors back there. Oh, is it that frightening or what? We have that ability. One person, I can do that. I've, if Marsha and I have a squabble, now, you know, before she ever comes to her senses and apologizes, is she, she, Keith back there, he knows. We raise, he, that's the way it always was. Nothing's changed, son. He understands. I'm joking, but I'm telling you, her and I can ruin the move of God in this place if we come in with an attitude with each other. You get filled with the Holy Ghost and God will not let you have those attitudes. Now, I'm going to run that stuff out. You, you, cannot, you cannot do that. You're grieving my spirit. Come in with hatred and anger against someone. And all you got to do is you, you talk with someone five minutes and you can get their heartbeat pretty quick. You can find out whether they're filled with the Holy Ghost or filled with themselves, filled with anger, filled with resentment, filled with unforgiveness. Whatever... Out of the abundance of the heart, it does. The mouth speaks. We need the Holy Ghost to fill us. Run the junk out. Because everyone's got junk. No exception here. Don't care how cute you are, how long you've been saved, how young you are, how old you are, you got junk. And only the Holy Ghost will run it out. He'll burn it out. Holy Ghost and... I wish I'd brought my propane torch with me. Galatians 5. Verse 16 says, I say then... Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, anyone depressed yet, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of the which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I love technology. Is there any other thing I can do with this except superglue it to my ear? Look, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
self-control against such there is no law. Yeah, I'll bet. I don't know of anyone who's been arrested for loving people too much. Sorry, Jenny. Sorry, sorry uh, what's your name? Jerry, you're too gentle. We can't have that. Sorry, Donna. You can't be too gentle. But there's no law against that. Love and joy. The joy of the Lord is, why wouldn't you want to be filled with that? The Spirit comes in and we bear fruit. We bear fruit to be filled with the Spirit. Gentleness. I envy gentleness in a man. Oh, I envy it. That's such a rare thing in a man. I don't know very men, very many men I would say would be gentle. I know a handful of them, but they're rare. Rare. Turn to Acts 10. I told pastor some time ago, that I never thought this church, we would be one of them that quit bringing the word. I never thought we would be one of them years ago, but we've become that church. No one brings a word anymore. Those cursed screens. I, 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 I'd burn them. I mean, they're, they're, they're good for maps and stuff like that. Scripture, I think it facilitates us to be so stinking lazy. You can't mark up that like you can your Bible. You can't you can't highlight the screen. You know, we'll, that's what we got security around here for. Acts 10, start with verse 30. So Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard. Your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and, to, and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he'll speak to you. So I sent you immediately, and now, and you have done well to come. Now therefore we are all present before God to hear all things commanded you by God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Christ Jesus, He's Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You understand, what Jesus did, he did by the power of the Holy Ghost. What makes us think that we do not need that power? If Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit, we're crazy. We're, we're just crazy. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with them after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and of the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell 
upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Ghost had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Ghost just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. You understand? They didn't even need to be baptized, submersed in water. All he was doing was preaching the word. Holy Spirit fell and they started speaking in tongues. He didn't. He was not like me saying, Has anyone not been filled with the Holy Ghost? Preached the word. The Spirit of God fell and everyone started speaking in tongues. So brother, I just don't see, I just don't see why this is necessary. 